Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome. <clears throat> okay, now I'm done. Welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends get to sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan, and joining me today is Bill. Hi, everyone. And TJ. Oh, hello. Uh, today's episode is going to be episode 62, Invincible Presents, Adam, Eve, and Rexplode. We're going to be talking all about that volume as well as a few other things. How are you guys doing today? TJ, oh. Bill? All right, you know, all right. I'm doing all yeah, right. Yeah, nothing new. Nothing really. tired. Yeah, fucking tired, man. Well, you would. Uh, you almost had a a meeting to go to tonight, so you got. I had a least. meeting planned at 11, 11 p.m. for two hours, and then have to be back at work at five a.m. But luckily, it got canceled. Mm-hmm. So I'm pumped about that. I'm gonna fucking sleep after. Would you this. have Would you have made it to recording if you had that meeting? Were you yes. planning on it? Mm-hmm. I was planning on doing all of it. Oh yeah. god, just recording and then going right to that probably yep. right. Yeah, going right there. No way. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, like we said, we're The Invincible Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. You can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. We are also The Oblivion Song Podcast. Which also came out today. Which should be out the same day as this podcast. Yes or no question. And yes or no question. Leave it at that. We're not talking about it. Did you read it? Yes. I wasn't going to, but because it was this issue, I had to, so I read it. Okay. Yeah. We're excited to talk it? about that. That's all I that wanted was to know. Question? I just wanted to know if you read it. Yeah, well, we're going to save the discussion for the Invincible mm-hmm. Podcast, or the Oblivion Song Podcast, which we'll be recording tomorrow, and both of these will be posting on Friday, but the Oblivion Song Podcast uh, goes up every month. every month, the Friday after the new issue. Yes. Af- the Friday after the new issue releases, mm-hmm. which it normally comes out on a Wednesday. And this is a big, releases, this yeah. is a big deal. This is a big mm-hmm. one because it was the end of the first story arc, the end of the first chapter. Mm-hmm. So the first trade paperback will come out. All right, we got to stop talking about it because all I want to do is talk about it. It's a good one. It, okay, so. okay. Uh, next episode of the Invincible podcast, however, will be out in two weeks, and that episode will be another character discussion. We haven't done one in a little while. The last one was Oliver Grayson. It was a good one. It was a good one. Mm-hmm. Those are fun to do. We talk about the entire history of that character from their first appearance to their last appearance. Uh, and we like to leave it up to our listeners. So usually we'll put up a poll on Twitter um, with, you know, three or four different right. options. The options for this poll, it's going to be Dinosaurus. Okay. Battle Beast. Okay. Keep in mind, we did not discuss this at all. <laughs> and Bill's just throwing this out well, that's here. Well, the last one we did was Dinosaurus. And, and that's it. Those yeah, two. The, well, so we la- have those two to choose from. We're not doing two options. We'll yeah, see. I know. We'll I know. No, Bill, we're not. Bill is just saying... Yeah. You better vote your big dinosaurs. We'll see. Uh, we'll probably put that up, um, you know, shortly after this episode airs. Uh, maybe the date airs. I don't know. Uh, other than that, uh, news-related stuff. Not too much, of course, because not much goes on with Invincible these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys? What, did, what were your thoughts on Negan being a character in Tekken? I think that's cool. They're yeah. they're he's making his way into video games now which is cool like Kirkman I mean yeah. I didn't even know that yeah so Negan is going to be a downloadable content character for like the season pass or whatever for Tekken That's and it's the and it's the TV show version of, of course Negan of course you know yeah it's still interesting though it's like it's one of those things that like the foot is in the door like it is going to happen like it is going oh, to happen, happen. I, it's I definitely don't happen. I wouldn't expect Invincible uh, to make it into a fighting game right now 
because Walking Dead is huge yeah. and Invincible is not. Wait till if the animated series blows up. Like, it's going to be everywhere. I'm totally it's cool gonna be everywhere. with Walking Dead paving the way for Invincible. Right? Just ride its fucking coattails <laughs> do it right. I want people to get excited about it so that they can be excited about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? You fucking when, know. when did the first season of the Telltale game come out? Of Walking Dead? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Dude, that was... Was a... that before It was after the, the show, show or after the show? Are you sure, dude? Because they've been going for Pretty a long time. sure it was after time. the show. It might have been after the show, I think it was, show, like, yeah. right after it came out. <laughs> Maybe right after, We're yeah. going to have to look that up. Um, did you guys... Uh, uh, we're going to talk more about other comics that you've been reading. TJ, I want to talk to you about a couple of different comics. and I have not been reading. Oh, really? I am Well, like at the end of the episode, we're going to talk more about them. Uh, I definitely want to talk to you guys about Spider-Man, though. But did you guys see the uh, the Invincible reference in uh, the newest issue of I saw Spider-Man? What you I, didn't read, I, didn't, I didn't read it. You didn't uh, read the, the newest issue? issue? No. Neither did I. Okay. I can I show you? It's not a yeah, uh, spoiler. But we haven't talked about the second issue, so we can talk oh, about Oh, I know. That. So we're going to do that, too. So... Uh, this panel does that look familiar so there's a panel uh, uh like maybe three pages or so in in the newest issue of spider-man uh that is uh i don't know if you'd call it an homage or whatever uh from invincible issue 11 it clearly is though you so can see look at the girl she has the hoop earrings look go at to, her, go to her our bracelet even, even the guy so, in the back oh my the god guy that's the same guy shirt. real quick real quick go to the building itself go to our twitter to look up the uh, comparison that we're talking and about. And even the guy standing there, too. But there's well, one... Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's in, in Invincible, it's Nolan standing there as a building corner crumbles right. down towards him. There's two, there's a panel in the new Spider-Man comic and a panel that's from Invincible that is the same exact scene. It's not the same picture, but the same girl, the same guy, the mm-hmm. same building Even the guy with glasses right in the corner. Every, everything. Oh, my glasses. God. The Viltrumite standing there. The bricks looking in the over building. It, and then you... Dude, that one standing yeah. there okay. over so it. Okay, so you were not. I said that, and Natalie was like, it. "I knew you'd be the first to catch this." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was a cool. Did little, you find little, that? Little, yeah. Did as you... soon as I, dude, I was reading. I'm like, holy shit, because I've always loved that panel of him standing there. Because yeah. in Invincible, uh, in the first one, uh, the first like Invincible issue two, when Nolan is telling the story mm-hmm. to Mark, this is one of the panels. And Nolan's just standing there with his hands down. But when he's retelling the story to Mark in issue 11, everything's slightly different. And in this version, um, his fists are raised because it's, you know, mm-hmm. he's evil, yeah. you know. Uh, and I always remembered noticing that little thing. And now... So that's why that panel I, stuck out And to now you. to see it in this, I knew right away. And uh, in the opening page, there's a quote that says, One minute you might be flying high, feeling invincible. Uh, and so there was that. Like, it was just a cool little... Little thing, Ryan Otley doing things. Look at you. Um, so yeah, that was fun. Uh, we're gonna talk more about Spider-Man and other comics we're reading at the end of the episode. Maybe some movies, maybe some other things, games. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is we got a lovely message from our friend Paul Hill. Paul Hill's a oh, he's the artist. Yeah. Yep. And uh, he wrote to us over on Twitter and says, "Hi guys, I've been wanting to message you about the animated series reveal in your episode, but needed time to gather my thoughts. So." I think an intro would work for Invincible. I could see the intro telling the Viltrumite story, like the fake one, in flashes of images mixed in with action shots of Invincible and Nolan at the forefront. I also would enjoy seeing seasonal arcs, the first being volumes one through three, but the first episode opening with Mark confronting Nolan about his deceit and preparing to fight before going into flashbacks to show how they got to that point, with the final episode being the conclusion of that opening scene from the first episode much like what Kirkman did in his first volume, Family Matters. 
We the fans know uh, what happens, but teasing it for the new viewership would be great. Plenty of cool ideas for the show. I'd love an adaptation of the comic, but I don't mind them extending some stories or playing with the story formats. After listening to your Blood and Guts episode, I feel the blood and gore should be built up, getting more brutal as the series or films progress. I say this for both the animated series and the film due to the greater threats. What do you or others think? Thanks for your time. Love, Paul. So I will comment on the idea of it in the first episode it's starting with them with their confrontation and then it ends like the, the last episode picks up where it left off i like that idea i think that that's a cool idea my only what's, what's cool is it's kind of an homage to you know you really ruined my day or whatever yeah. the way the first mm-hmm. issue starts with the it, bomb yes the kid with the my best, only yeah. my only gripe about it mm-hmm. is that it would take away from omni-man killing the guardians the shock value yeah. it, it kind of takes away the shock like because we, he kills the guardians and then you're like what the fuck was that and then you have to go like what five more issues before you're like holy shit you like, know actually with you mentioning that i think that it could work because my qualm with it originally was that that's like the big fucking thing you know what i mean so why spoil that and then have a bunch of boring shit happen before that happens but i think it'll be cool because it could it could just be mark saying like and his dad fighting a little bit and you, you just don't, don't really know, know why. What, what the context is and, and everything like that and then it flashes back and then you still get the reveal of the the guardians getting murdered by him like that's a holy shit this has got to be why and, and but then you still don't know why you still don't know that that he's a that he's a viltrumite i guess you don't know the reason yeah and yeah. with paul's theory of like uh, talking about doing the cool like long like intro with uh the retelling of the story and uh you know it being it being the story that nolan tells him uh you see that, and then you see them fighting. You're like, okay, how does it get to this point? And then maybe that episode where it's finally revealed, the intro changes, and it's a new intro that has everything kind of slightly different. Could you imagine that being an entire episode, though? And, like, Nolan narrating it, but, it like, us actually seeing it happen. Like, it not just be, like, a two-page oh, you mean description. Like, like Nolan's have it be an story entire being an episode? Long. Oh an hour-long thing, like I think, oh, how they're a peacekeeping thing. Like that's the kind of thing then, I'm excited then to see the because they are along. Believe it. Can you they imagine how much they believe it, dude? Yeah. That's that's the kind of stuff that the show can do. It can. But really then again, build, if that's um, the intro, then every week or every however long every episode, the viewers are like, yeah, yeah, we get it. It's kind of like you know, and then we enter, and and then the Fire Nation attacked, and everything changed. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you you get that story over and over, so you know the stakes. You I'm know fine the, with a Fire Nation with a an Avatar, <laughs> Avatar intro because it changes. That's kind of what I was thinking though when he said what? that the story kind of is told because that's a story that's told in the beginning. I just don't want like a a typical intro like with the with the music and like the the names like i don't want that i either want something cool and meaningful or just quick name on the top yeah i just want i just the invincible animated series Mm -hmm. and then you have a whole hour of content yeah supposed to or like there's an an intro scene and then like the camera pans up whatever says the name then it carries on with the scene you know what i mean like i don't know but yeah thanks for the uh uh wait was there something else oh yeah the blood and guts definitely we yeah we agree it should it should uh that's how the comic it should was, go too. up, yeah, move, yeah. You know, progress with the um, with the show. We did a whole episode on the blood and guts, our previous episode, uh, and we agree totally. But uh, thanks for rating in, Paul. Uh, other than that, I think we're ready to get into our main discussion. Our main discussion this episode, like I said, was uh, is going to be all about Invincible. Invincible presents Adam Eve and Rex Blood, Volume One. Volume One. 
weird, right? Well, I think they always do that, regardless of... Just to see? Yeah, just in case. case. Yeah. Which we'll talk about that at the end of this, if if we ever got a volume two. Uh, But the first thing I want to talk about is that this continues the secret origin of. So if you guys remember, the back of issue 25, or if you have the second hardcover or whatever, anyways, in the back of issue 25, Invincible, this was printed. You know, at long last, the secret origin of Monster Girl. Um, the secret origin of Adam Eve. The secret origin of Duplicate and Rex... Or, sorry, Duplicate and Duplipo- and Multipol. Uh, there was also the uh, Rexplode. There was the Immortal. Um, so, yeah. It was uh, taken from this. Uh, now, the taken Rexplode from this one... And just, like, like... Well, this built? happened first. These, this was released in issue 25 first. Um, the Rexplode, uh, um, little, you know, whatever you call it, two-page short. Origin story. Was, uh, drawn by Matthew Roberts and colored by Bill Crabtree. And the Adam Eve one was done by none other than Kari Randolph of Tech Jacket fame. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, Canilla Trip. But you'll notice that, uh, and I in the back of the trade paperback for Invincible Presents, um, Nate Bellegarde talks about how he used these as reference. So there's a, I mean, all of these images happen in Invincible Presents for both Adam Eve. They and do. Rexplode. The Rexplode one is like verbatim. Mm-hmm. Like that panel is in it. Yep. What's cool about it is that it's not verbatim, but it is oh, the like, same scene. The way they at different angles. The way they expanded everything it's it's awesome i have the other version of this page yeah. from nate bellegarde all right so <clears throat> the first issue it was first released as just the adam eve one invincible presents adam eve two issues first one in december of 2007 second one in march 2008 and then they launched a collection which contained both of them um both adam eve issues as one and that came out in September of 2009. I think they did that as kind of like a precursor for the uh, Rexplode one because that kind of ties into it, mm-hmm. which Rexplode 1, 2, and 3 came out in November to January of 2010. Uh, and then the whole volume itself was collected in July of 2010 uh, with all three issues. I'm sorry, all five issues of Invincible Presents. This was not the first time you guys read it, was it? No, we read it. When did I read it? I read, I, I read it a long time ago. I think I've read it three times. Yeah, it all seemed very familiar to me. Like I, yeah. I remember all like the big moments mm-hmm. in it. Because you got to think, we obviously read it from the origins. I think this was when. Now I remember Brit coming out and not picking up Brit, even though we were reading Invincible. Mm-hmm. We didn't. I don't think any of us picked up Brit weekly or monthly. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But this we got. I remember getting these yeah. like it was a big deal. Uh, it came out right before Conquest too. I remember that. The that's, one. You know what? That's what it is. I read it when it came out. Yeah. It had to have been. It had yeah, to have been. It was after Rex died in the comic. It was like right after Rex died. His was. Yeah. 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 Uh, and hers was right before she died. You know, because hers mm-hmm. kind of explains her powers a little mm-hmm. bit more. Yeah. Um, the it was written by uh, Benito Serino who also wrote Guarding the Globe, issues one through six. Uh, the artist is uh, Nate Bellegarde, who did Brit issues one through 12. So not the early series of Brit, mm-hmm. but you know when he had his ongoing. Uh, Bill Crabtree was the colorist, who colored Invincible for 54 issues. Uh, and Russ Wooten, 
was the letter who letters everything. Uh, Cory Walker did the covers for uh, Invincible Presents Adam Eve 1 and 2. Otherwise, it was Nate Bellegarde who did the uh, uh, covers. So yeah, uh, issue one is is when we find out that Adam Eve's mother, or that she was uh, what she was given to two parents who lost their baby in childbirth. This was kind of cool. Yeah, how he how he yeah. switched them. Yeah, so the the government was coming to to take the baby mm-hmm. from the doctor. What was his name? Bay something. Bay Brandyworth. Yes. Yeah. Brandyworth is, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll refer to him as the doctor, Eve's father. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Yeah. So the, he, he works for the government, who we know as the Pentagon, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, yeah, they were running these experiments on this woman, trying to create a superhero. And the, the, the doctor didn't want the government to get their hands on the baby. Right? So there was a, a couple, I'm assuming a room over that had a stillborn baby mm. and he switched Eve with that child. But the reason why he did that was because the government was after the baby. So the, right. I mean, the government was arriving at the hospital and he needed to do something. So it appears that we assume that the mother of Adam Eve died during childbirth. You see pink coming out of her eyes and mm-hmm. she looks like she's in pain giving birth. Yeah, they don't so, say in this, in, in, you know, at this moment, but uh, Brandwitz just says they lost the child. Yeah, the it. last the last thing you see of the birth is like the doctors and Brandyworth, the doctor looking at the mother giving birth and being like shined with pink. Mm-hmm. So what Brandyworth did was he told he told the agents we lost her during childbirth, but in reality, he didn't they didn't lose her and what he so he found this other couple that had just lost their baby, their baby died. In childbirth and switched it and switched the baby, uh, but the parents don't know. Obviously, that the it's parents, not their baby. <laughs> the parents think that their baby actually survived birth, mm-hmm. and that they're the actual parents. Coincidentally, Eve's adopted mother then also has red hair. Yes, very, so it's extremely yeah. like. Oh, it just so happened that the government was coming, and it just so happened that this was a stillborn baby, and it just so happens that her mom was also redheaded. Yeah. Sweet, it worked out. And then we see, I mean, we see I mean, this. I think it's safe to assume, like, Brandyworth did this because he loved the child, right? We don't know at the time, but, like, he, he was in love with the mother, and he didn't want the government to get the child, so he hid it. I mean, I guess it's we'd have to assume that he'd hide it some other way. Like, he, mm-hmm. it just worked he out would, for him. He would have come, yeah, he would have... Protected it yeah. somehow. Then we see here, after that, and we see periodically throughout uh, the first these first two issues of Adam Eve, that Brandyworth is kind of following her through her life as she's growing up yeah i like this one scene of her parents and her leaving the uh movie theater there's a science dog uh mm-hmm. movie in theaters mm-hmm. uh you got the guy with the science dog t-shirt and they they joke about all the, the rubber nipples oh yeah yeah so Six many refer- rubber nipples yeah <laughs> the batman reference yep. uh, a lot of apple references too you know obviously adam eve there's even a snake reference like Adam, Eve, apples. I was wondering why, because her pacifier has an apple on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, her mom is trying to get her to say apple or mm-hmm. something like that, and then she's like, app, app, and then she starts... To speak the, the uh, the what is it, the, not the genetic, the, uh, the, the scientific chemical elements yeah, yeah, of an apple. So that's what I want to talk about, yeah, is, is the things that make Eve more interesting that you didn't know in the comics she's actually very very smart 
and her scientifically scientifically speaking yeah. like she doesn't talk like that no, ever no, in the series like not she, at all she but never... when she's a little kid she can break down what makes an atom an atom and the electrons and everything like yeah, that yeah like that kind of comes naturally to her right you know which was interesting and that, well, that I seems mean, like just, something that could have been it just goes to show more. like that she's she actually has that like, knowledge she doesn't a very clear understanding it. of like everything on the atomic level i remember one point when i think it was during africa uh when she talked about how when she has extra like when say like say she turns you know a huge pile of leaves into a small flower or whatever and mark asked asked her he was like you know so what what if there's ever any extra and she says oh i, I have to go to the bathroom a lot those days so it's almost like she absorbs it or something or i do remember else. that yeah, yeah. I, i'm gonna have to go back and reread that part but um that's the only other time I can think of that, you know, she gets a little bit more scientific with, you know, what it is she's actually doing. Yeah, but I mean, this this even, like, the next page, she they're uh, applying her into, like, a gifted, mm-hmm. like, a gifted um, academy. Yeah. So she's going to school, but then gets kicked out? Yeah. Is this like, what happens? Yeah, she gets kicked out because, uh, I mean, and I don't even think it's really clear in this one but it ironically it like it's, it's clear not her fault well it's clear in the in the issue 25 invincible she says that all she was good at was the science stuff mm-hmm. she didn't like anything else she didn't work mm-hmm. hard at anything else she was really yeah, good at science she was but that doing, was it she was doing the homework she just she it wasn't maybe that's good why they changed them. it yeah yeah she said i was doing the homework but just nothing is good enough for them mm. this is when we really start to see a lot of strife between her and her family she yells that she wishes she was adopted her mother brings her dinner, and she turns it into a cheeseburger. Um, That's the first time she uses her powers, too. You're right. That is. Hmm. Um, so we get, and this is very similar, I feel, to, um, I, don't know, I, I think it's similar to uh, uh, Invincible's first outing. Oh, yeah. Kind of like stopping the, 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 Two thugs, the thugs. And she comes up and... They're, are they, they're kidnapping dogs? Yeah. For to, experiments. To, yeah, to sell them to, like, science companies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. And it was cool. She, uh, a dog pees on one. She turns the pee to, like, she makes the acid, like, the acid in the pee, like, she turns their more masks, acidic. More acidic. Their masks into, like, that was hard cool. metal. I really liked that. To make them heavy. Yep. Uh, also an apple circus, the big apple circus in the background. Mm-hmm. Another little apple reference. It's just, isn't that a much more interesting way of her powers being used other than, like, just making stuff stuff appear? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it really is. Like, turning the pee to be more acidic. Turning the helmets to be heavier. So they can't... Not just putting... I mean, maybe, I guess you'd say, a more advanced use of her powers would be to just create a big, heavy pink thing around their head. Yeah. I will say... Instead of changing the structure of it. With this being her origin story, it's very easy to use her powers in cool ways because you can explain it. But you're not going to explain it during what she's doing in every fight while oh, she's fighting Conquest, while she's fighting Angstrom. You know what I mean? So, but I, stuff. I think that if this was explained early on, it would have gotten to the point where oh, yeah. if, we would know if all of a sudden, you know, Conquest clothes turned to flowers. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. You know? so mm-hmm. Something like that they could have done. But I think that... It, I think it, we would have gotten that anyways. Yeah. I think it just kind of got to the point, though, that we we knew that she made purple shapes. Mm-hmm. Maybe because it was easier. It was kind of like that pink. Green Lantern thing. I'm sorry, p- pink shapes and stuff. But there are times where she's turned things to flowers or things have messed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, we get uh, Brandyworth. Um, he. This uh, is where he finally comes out of the shadows. 
Mm-hmm. Because he comes out because he, he sees her using her powers in public, and he's like, you can't do that because they're going to find you. Mm-hmm. Like, there's people after you, or people that are, if they see you, they're going to come after you, and you're doing this in public, you can't do that anymore, and she just kind of, like, shrugs him off, and... Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that she, we get her... He this also is, this reveals is... to her that he's her father. Mm-hmm. Mm, kind of like... Not well, like says, he insinuates yeah, it. Spiritual and he, father. And he says that she was adopted, which she was excited about. Uh, from now on, we get like some minor time jumps, right? I'd say some time has passed, mm-hmm. you know. And This kind of reminds me of... Uh, why can I not remember her name? Fucking Invincible's daughter. Oh, Tara? really? Terry? Tara? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, the pacing of it did. But, like, even the costume, like, her as a teenager now, like, it yeah. felt, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we got Kill Cannon, who we've seen a, uh, uh, made a couple appearances throughout Invincible and other series. Uh, in Invincible, he refers to Eve, like, when she's much older, uh, you know, with Mark and everything like that. Uh, Kill Cannon refers to Eve as her arch nemesis. He likes to think of her uh, himself as her big villain. That's how it felt through is, this comic. Which is, which is kind of like, that's we see why he thinks that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, we get some uh, some of her fighting. This is cool, though. This is another cool example of her powers. He makes his his boots turn into glue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She she creates a pink wall to bounce the explosive, explosive back at him, turns his boots to glue, and it sticks to the pavement. Yeah, really cool. More um, more brandy worth watching her. Um, Ooh, th- so we get um, the cyborgs. Doug, Do- Donald, 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 Donald yeah. is there. Mm-hmm. Now is this pre-cyborgness? It would no. have to be. Yeah, because um, he wasn't. I don't think so. It's. Are you it sure? Might not actually. He might be pre-cyborg. Here. Because this is this is many. I moons mean, Brit is going. There to... is Brit in this. Right. This yeah, takes well, place. Been going a long time. Yeah, this takes place before Brit uh, and Donald, as Donald as a robot. Right, and and Donald just became like he just t- was turned into a cyborg in yeah. the beginning of Brit. Remember, because he was getting used to his body and everything. He didn't even know that he was a cyborg for a while. You're right. You're right. So this might be pre pre robot Donald. He seems pre robot Donald. Interesting. All right. Mm. I like that. Um, so we also get. Uh, not Erickson. Yes. I think that's his name. Erickson. Um, the black guy, right? Yeah. The head, and then yeah. who is the crazy scientist guy? Those are the two guys from Brit. They actually died in Brit. That's how I know that this comes before it. Rogers. Rogers and Erickson. We yep. made fun of the fact that they sound like a law firm. Uh, but Rogers is that uh, the guy with the crazy eye and everything like that. And we knew from Brit that they were obsessed with Super soldiers. Super soldiers and creating superheroes and everything like that. Like this, it fits so perfectly uh, as a villain in this. And so we find out that uh, Rogers and Erickson uh, created uh, all those different different versions. They kept three, four, five more. They kept trying to make Adam Eve. Right. They kept trying to. I love this panel that you can see Erickson in his glasses. That's awesome. I didn't notice that. That is really cool. So what did this, and and you guys probably aren't going to get it, but so there's a bunch of different experiments, failed experiments in, in like, you know, big human sized test tubes that they're floating in, that they're talking about how they're failed experiments. What does this remind you of? So two things. One, because you just talked about it, Independence Day. 
Oh, I could see why you would say that, yeah. but no. Because they're, when they remember they show up the different yep. the yep. different tests, yeah. the, the, the different ones that have arrived over the mm-hmm. years. And two, the other thing that I think of when I think of this, and it's probably not it, but it's one of my favorite movies, is The Prestige. And no. I think of that hmm. too. And if you don't get that reference, go watch Prestige because it's an incredible yeah, I mean, movie. Obviously, thinking about like soldiers, I think of Rhiannon. No. Mm. What do you it's think? Actually, of, it's actually Alien Resurrection. Do you know? Have you ever seen Alien Resurrection before? Uh, you made a me watch it a long time ago. Long time so time the whole ever. story well, is like that they they clone Ripley. Oh and yeah, yeah. There's You're many. Right. There's there's she's number eight. You're right. And there are seven failed experiments, and they walk into a room, and they're all deformed just oh, like that right. in test tubes. Huh. Yeah. When I was like, oh no way, that's alien, that's Alien Resurrection. Hmm. Uh. So yeah. This Which was... Joss Whedon wrote, just so you know. In this scene, Joss Whedon wrote Alien Three, just so you know. Uh, no, he did not. He wrote Alien Resurrection. Uh, the guy who directed the Facebook movie is directed Alien Three, which I will go on the record and I will get a lot of flack for. I Alien Three is my favorite. You love Alien Three. I fucking love Alien Three. The Facebook movie. Yeah, to social network. Oh, David. No. David. No. Dave. No. He also did. Um. Oh, no, it's gonna bother me. Its name is Dave. David, not David Lynch. No, that's not it. Um, it'll, it'll come to me later. Uh, at this point, Erickson and uh, Rogers sees a young Adam Eve on the TV. They recognize her because she looks just like her mother, and they. Uh, they make a plan. Start scheming. They start scheming something. As the schemers do. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, more talk with uh, Brandyworth and a uh, teenage now, Adam Eve. And this is where he admits that he is in love. Or he, uh, he that did was such, love. That was such a good scene, too. She, um, uh, uh, Adam Eve asks if she was your assistant. And, uh, mm-hmm. and if that's where all of my science smarts come from. And it it does this like silent flashback one panel to Brandyworth, uh, basically extending a hand to a homeless mm-hmm. uh, mother of Adam Eve. Like that was a great scene. And then you know he he gets all choked up about it. I love that. Uh, but the first issue ends with you know Brandyworth basically begging to her to stop stop doing what she's doing, stop being a superhero. He wants to protect her and a police car driving by and her going to help. So, But it ends with him saying, I can't lose you too. Yeah, and yeah. And I think that's very telling that it, it ends there. Because mm. we don't really see how what much happened. he loves her. Mm-hmm. And, you know or what, what happened and to the mom. It, it says a lot about his character because we don't get a lot from his character, I feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it shows like that he loved her mother and he loves her. Mm-hmm. All right. Chapter two starts with Capes Incorporated. Hey, there's Bolt. They're everywhere. They are everywhere. Uh, so a cop is saying that there's a hostage situation. And yep. They won't let anyone in unless they're wearing a pink tutu. Or, right? <laughs> exactly, they're like yeah. giving a description of the woman they need to see. And then Eve shows up and they're like, oh, uh, you, you must match be... the description. Who does that cop look like to you? Uh, uh, Ryan Otley. What does his name tag say? Is it fucking right? <laughs> it's R. Ott. Holy shit! Yeah, that's right. You you put me on the spot because I didn't think <laughs> I, I didn't think anything of it, but like the first thing that showed up into my head, Ryan Otley, and that that's funny? his fucking name. <laughs> R. Ott. Officer Ryan Otley. Yep. Wow. So Ryan Otley's in the Invincible Universe as a officer. <laughs> no shit. When did you catch that? Just on this reading. 
Really? Yeah, I reread it yesterday. How do you catch and the shit? Do you look at name badges and everything like that? To I find just look things? at all that stuff. You know, I, I look at little details. I don't. Unless Eve's butt is on uh, the thing. On the page. Then I'll zoom in and be like, oh. But anyways. All right. First uh, two-page spread here. Eve goes in to, uh, to figure out what's going on with this hostage situation. And uh, Napoleon she's Dynamite is confronted there. by Napoleon I Dynamite. The same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this kid, number two, uh, is talking to her. This, what proceeds is one of my favorite, this is, this is what stands out to me when I think back at this, at this whole mm-hmm. series, is this fight scene. Uh, she has this fight scene with, these are the test tubes kids. The five or six. Five? Six. Six. There's there six, six different ones, yeah. Three, four, five. There's six. There's got to be, because there's one that turns five. into gas. Yeah, that's one of them. It's the purple one. Oh, yeah, okay, the little one. Yeah. So five. So, but, like, like the way the powers are used in this, like, mm-hmm. the how gross the the siblings are. What's right. cool about it is how broken their their powers are, but they've used to yeah. use, they've learned to use them even broken. Yeah, but you can kind of tell, like, they're kind of, like, like, Hey, we're gonna try and make a science-based superhero, and it's like, oh, this one's just all gas. This one's just kind of slime. Like, this one's just, you know, all muscle. Well, what? So, the, what is it? What can the girl do? Because we all know the guy. He he looks. He's like number two is like the T one thousand. Like he's like kind of yeah. But even here, like he looks he, like Clayface. Even here, he kind of turns it into a harder material. Yeah. So they he's all like Clayface. Kind of, he can like. She is too. Yeah, she, at one point you she look turns at her, into spikes, right? Yeah, if you look at her hand, right they kind of go into like a like a boulder with oh, spikes yeah. on it. Yeah. And then the other one can turn and she's into like, like super a, strong. She's got veins all funny, over It's funny, it's almost like Eve's powers, but only on themselves. Like they don't use them outwardly, they only use them inwardly, and they can have, uh, change the, you know, mm-hmm. the chemical makeup of their bodies instead of things around them. This is my favorite page of probably this entire trade paperback. I love this page where she's fighting number two. Mm-hmm. And she slams the pole through his shoulder mm-hmm. and it goes down to the middle of his body. And then he, like, does the, you know, I'm sure it's in T-1000. It's been in stuff before where he kind of, like, turns around. Pulls it out. Uh, what is it? The Destroyer and Thor does that. And he pulls, turns his neck around, his arms around his body. You notice that the pants actually turn around. Everything reshapes. And she's like, you're trying to kill me, and I don't even know your name. He's like, my name? My name is Phase 2. Take 2. Try again. Second born. Second best. My name is Get Back in the Tube, boy. You make me sick. Make me sick. God. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, Eve gets gets her ass kicked, and she... Why is this guy yelling shoes? He's not the smartest. Even the one says that... Shoes! Even the one says that he hasn't uh, developed... um, developed enough well, he's none, been none out of the tube them, long enough they don't know how to speak english he's, they haven't been out of the test tube long enough to he's to learn the only english. one that's been out enough to learn to speak yeah what do you what do you see the lights just flickered oh did they, did they? for mm-hmm. a split second well, hopefully we don't lose power um yeah and she at one point she just like burrows herself underground or something right or in a wall she she creates a dome over her and then digs a hole through and then comes out another end but She's protecting the doctor. Oh, yeah. And then she creates this body armor. Oh, I love which that. Which is pretty badass and kicks number two's head all the way around. It's like this crystal looking. Mm-hmm. And then he grabs a bunch of rocks. Did you notice they this? they his hands. This one kind of looks like the doctor. Mm, this yeah, one. I guess he does. 
mutant. Hmm. Which made me wonder, like, are all of them genetic? Him and the mother? Was Maybe. he? Is he? Is he actually Eve's fa- true father? I took it as he was. That's where she got her smarts from. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I think these clones are his children as well. Yeah. Maybe they had samples of his DNA or whatever. That's kind of mm-hmm. fucked up that he doesn't even care about them. Well, he cares so much for her. They, I mean, they got a point then, if that's the case. That's true, yeah. They are trying to kill him. But they also can't survive, as we find out. Uh, they can't stay this long out of the tube. Yeah, so, so they just disintegrate yeah number two says um you know he was like why are you doing this and he's like to do this then die uh no good out of the tube not for long at least no matter they don't care about us now they have you mm-hmm. and then they and then he says goodbye even they're, they're literally just disintegrating and, and poofing into gas and stuff around them i love that page that's one of my favorite pages too is eve just saying there, saying they're saying i guess i guess i won and her just all bloodied up yeah. Mm-hmm. Nate Bellegarde is awesome. I really do like his stuff. Yeah, I do too. Um, after this... They uh, go back to the Pentagon. Yeah, because... Uh, uh, I can't always forget his name. Erickson. Erickson. I will say that this is one of the... I won't say brutal, but like one of the most fucked up things that I think I've seen in the Invincible Universe. It's really, it's really fucked up. It's really fucked it's, up. Yeah. So he... It's good, though. I like it. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh, seeing her mom. Yeah. 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 It's really fucked up. So Erickson basically says, we don't need you anymore. Yeah. I mean, we have... Doc knows full well that treason is the reason for the season, and that season is Death Christmas. Yeah. And then turn the page. And uh, we see Adam Eve's... Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Turns out, I don't know why we didn't think of this before, that the mother did not die in childbirth. No, that's where they got all. Yeah. The, that's what we were saying. That's we, where she got all of all of the other clones from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the experiments. They keep trying. Uh, yeah, so she's and still she's, in a test tube, all hooked up. She's it's, wired to. You it know, is one of the most disturbing things in all of Invincible. <laughs> yeah, she is it cut is. open. Her eyes are taped shut. Her she's had brain surgery. It looks like she's been cut open and Every, sprawled everywhere. out everywhere. And she's got her legs are strapped open, and she has all these tubes. Yeah, everywhere. Ugh, it's disgusting. I don't know if this would, if this were to come and out to today. Make it, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I don't know. There's some stuff in comics and, today. And and to make it worse, they assume they don't need her anymore because they've got Eve. So he shoots several bullets into the tube with the mother, and that that just that panel of just blood pouring out, like that bloody water pouring out of it, was brutal. Uh, Brandyworth freaking out, getting shot in the head by Erickson. And then, very quick death. Very quick. Like there's there was no like and now I'm gonna kill you. It was just like the panel. He's wrestling with the gun and boom shoots him in the head. Yep. And, and then, then shoots once him again. He died. On the Adam Eve went fucking straight into the Avatar state. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I am Samantha Eve Wilkins and I defy you to even remember who I am. I I I hear her voice as I'm reading it, like kind of echoey, like yeah, you know like, what I, mean? I like, am Samantha. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, like the Avatar has taken over. Her earrings turned to the uh, Adam Eve logos. I didn't notice that at first. No, I just looked back. They even fall off uh, after she's doing that. That's cool. But the gun and Eric's hand. She didn't have earrings. No, it doesn't look like it. No, she didn't have earrings at all. I'm looking back at the panels with her huh. in the handcuffs. The fact that the that the she gun. Does not turn to sand. It doesn't turn to the fact that it turns to snakes. Turns to snakes. Is fucking terrifying. It is. I love, just the way she rips off the mask and everything. 
Yeah. So, well, back before before this happened, they talk. the 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 doctor, her father, said that they're. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. When she she like didn't she create spikes in the the subject's heads? Well, one through five. Well, she said that. Uh, well, the doctor said that we put mental blocks in you, so you couldn't. Right, but it was after she did that, because she was so freaked out about him dying that she was able to. It's back here. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. I never. She said. She said that. I could. She says I could feel the atoms inside of them. I could see all the the molecules in their brains and stuff like that, but she couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, you're right. And then he was like, "Well, we had to put blocks on you because you would be omnipotent, You'd be too too powerful." Yeah, he so, said you'd be a god. So was she controlling matter here? Yeah, like that's how humans? I took it. That's how I took it. Interesting. I always thought the first time she ever did it was to Erickson and Rogers. So the first time she ever did it was to the kids. Right. Huh. See, I think yeah. I took that as her just like making her pink things, kind of like this. Like making pink things out of the ground, like she would spikes no, that just stab them. Up out of their, that does and, look and like the they're shlunk, coming out of their head. Shlunk is like their brains coming cool. through the spikes. Yeah. All right. So yeah, she makes Erickson and Rogers forget who she was, anything about them. Um, there's that snake going through her, you know, mask. Another Adam Eve, Apple, Garden Eden, Eden kind of reference. Uh, she flies home to what was her birthday party from her parents mm-hmm. who they're just her dad's pissed at her I mean uh, she <laughs> he ate some of her cake um, they were worried about her I don't her understand why they hate each other so much so I was going to save this to the end but maybe it's something you can be aware of too when we go through the next three issues is that one thing I didn't like about this whole thing is that we don't get any resolution between her and her parents this whole time I'm thinking like wow she's Kind well, of I think being, that's because that's carried kind over. Of being a brat. That's and, carried over into Invincible, though. Like, yeah. this is kind of setting up, like, that bad relationship. Right. Like, her mother's always been kind of, like, kind of doughy, just not really, like, yes, dear, like, everything's okay. And then her dad's always been an asshole. Like, so he's just a dick. That's what it seems like. That's, that's how, how he yeah, was. But she's I don't all, think, I never I, got that from I him, I didn't though. think so, I either. thought he was a very typical dad. Like, really? it, I yeah. was thinking I was seeing the same thing as I was reading. If, what like, do you do that's so bad? If Remy came home and we were sitting there waiting yeah. all night all long, day and like, didn't know where she was. Your fucking, and she's like, oh, well, you would forget my birthday anyways. Be like, who the fuck? Go to your room. Yeah. Like, it, like, Not only that, but she was like, it's my... She The first thing she says was... Oh, it's my birthday. I figured I could I could mm. actually enjoy it by spending time away from you guys. Fuck you, you little bitch. Get your ass in your room. <laughs> yeah, twice. she's she's angsty. Spank your little bottom. She's oh no. Oh, I think she's wrong in, here. I yeah. agree that I think she's being a brat. Yeah, but she took a he picture. Does, he does raise his hand to hit her at one point, and I don't know if did he did he hit her earlier? No, no. I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember him being portrayed as as not having a good relationship with her in Invincible. But, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the reason. I feel like that's kind of her fault, though. Yeah. Um, and then she changes her, her she goes family to her room, picture. Yeah, changes the family picture to be the family, her actual biological family. The kids included, her mom and the doctor. Mm-hmm. Did you um, notice that these little figurines here? Did you look to see? Because she's got a bunch of like little figurines on her dresser. Yeah, one looks like the, the little finger puppet. Yeah, yep, that one there. Oh, but, shoot! But one of them is Stinky Cheese Boy. Look, there's a science dog. 
Where's the science dog? Right above, on the top left. Oh, yeah. Yep, but did you guys ever read that book, um, Stinky Cheese Boy or whatever? No. Where is that? Right at the bottom right. Oh, no, right I never never read that. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's, it's supposed to be like the gingerbread man, but... Oh, really? One of the, like, he made a Stinky Cheese Boy instead. Hmm. So that's the end of the Adam Eve one? Yeah. Now we get to the good shit. To the best character so in that the Invincible came out, Universe. That came out right before Conquest, and... I think that was fairly... Oh, yeah, that does look familiar. Stinky Cheese Man and other stupid fairy tales. Yeah. Uh, was I think book. that was necessary for Conquest, right? Because, I mean, I think that's why they released it when they did, to explain why Eve was suddenly able to do that. Cause even Yeah, because even in the following issue, after she fucks up Conquest, it's her in the hospital or with, with Mark, and she's like, oh, yeah, it seems like when, um, when I could blah, 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 I, I have these mental blocks. And it's just kind of like rushed by yeah glazed over would yeah. you say that for someone reading Invincible for the first time that they should read this before getting to Conquest or is it mm, not necessarily it's a, one of those things where like it definitely adds more but does but it not. add enough to make it worth it but the thing is I would just suggest reading this like in general mm-hmm. I, w- I would also but again it's one of the not things not to add just cause did, I like it did I, I read this before Conquest if you read it when I read it, you did. Because we did. I feel like I did. I feel like I read it afterwards. Then. Maybe. Because I remember one of the big things is she does. She has that power. Like, she gets killed, and you're like, well. Because if you read this, you could be like, well, when she's near death or stressed out, she could just heal herself, and it wouldn't be that big. But I remember when we read it. When you like, read you Conquest? legit thought that she was dead. Yeah. No, I still did too. Even yeah. after reading that, because yeah. I didn't assume she was still had a little life left in her. Mm. All right. Invincible presents Adam Eve and Rex Rexplode. Explode. Oh boy! All right. So we in the beginning is uh, Aladdin stealing food. Uh, <laughs> I like that he actually makes the Aladdin reference. Now this is a different black man. Yes. That is bald. Yes. This is not Rot. Uh, Richardson. Rod, Rod, no. Roderick. Oh shoot! It's something short. Um. Radcliffe. 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 Yes, this is Radcliffe. I was close with Roderick. You were. Yeah. So, yeah. Here we go. Go for so it. He's, uh, he's stealing food, and uh, Radcliffe, you know, throws like this futuristic bomb thing at him, and it just kind of incapacitates him for a, for a while. Um, and he says, you should know you can't escape the long arm of Johnny Law. Uh, and Rex, is, they talk for a while. Um, Radcliffe makes a, the uh, Aladdin reference that Ryan was talking about, basically calling him Aladdin because he's stealing food. He says, "Does it? Do you think it's good that you're stealing food?" And he says, "Well, I got to do it because I, I need to eat." So his parents got to do what we got to do. His and he's like, "Do you know your parent? Does your parents know that you're stealing?" And he goes, "Who do you think sent me, dude?" Yeah. So he goes home. They're eating, and his father's like, "You know, can you get something a little bit heavier, considering it's Christmas, not just whatever they're eating?" And then. And they're, they're, shows up. They're sitting in rags. They're freezing cold. Their mm-hmm. house is broken, like, and it's a mess. So, um, Radcliffe shows up, and he we, introduces himself. And uh, we're shown pretty early that Rex's dad is kind of a jerk, right? Yeah, he so right Radcliffe, away he's he's not appreciative of what Rex brought, and not only that, but again, I never really Radcliffe, got that. Like, like, kind of like really. 
I feel like I mean, he like, sells his son literally in the beginning. Right? Oh, he literally, yeah. he, but that's, says, that's the surprise, though. I never got that he was a jerk before that. Just by... I, oh, I well, no. I mean, it, it was like Rex and I know it's a light and easy to carry, but you think next time you get something a little more hearty, it's, it is Christmas. Yeah, I don't really get it so much from that. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I thought it was a surprise, like, even on Rex's face. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll get there. But um, Radcliffe shows up, and he's got a, a bag of food in his hand, and he says, I brought you guys... Uh, dinner and um, his dad opens it up and he's like oh steak mm-hmm. which I think is important for later on mm-hmm. um, they're eating the steak and Radcliffe basically tells them I, I want to make you guys rich I want to give you enough money to give you guys steak for several lifetimes um, and he goes well what do you want what do you want for all this money and he just gestures to Rex and the father goes huh the boy is that all mm-hmm. Radcliffe you've got yourself a deal just like that gives him up no problem um, before we move on though uh, Radcliffe a little history on Radcliffe now we know Rogers and Erickson we work saw at the Pentagon. We, they work at the Pentagon in the science division yep. right so help think me of out their, here help yes. me out here who's the guy from Wolfman Agent, the agent, the agent. Yeah, what's agent. his name? His name was Invincible. Like they remember, he was the guy that was gonna be called Invincible. Yeah, but the and name was the taken. The name was taken. I can't remember his name. Can they just call him agent? agent? Yeah, I think his name's Agent. Just Agent. Yeah, he's hmm. a different guy. Uh, so Rogers and Erickson work at the Pentagon back when uh, Adam Eve was a kid. Mm-hmm. They're a science division. They wanted to create superheroes. They ended up dying by at the hands of Brit um, during that. Well, everybody's still young, right? director of the Pentagon is Radcliffe at the time. During all that, Radcliffe was the boss to Erickson and Rogers, right? So, if we go to issue 50 of Invincible, in the back is the secret origin of Cecil Stedman. Uh, Cecil? 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 Uh, And it is Brit doing his thing and um, uh, trying uh, saving Cecil who is uh, being held hostage by these two supervillains. Brit fails, kind of. Uh, the supervillains, their toxic gas goes off, and he saves uh, Cecil, except you know, only a portion of his skin remains scarred. Uh, during an attack years later on the Pentagon, uh, Cecil is, being, is helping carry out the current director, which is... Uh, Radcliffe. Radcliffe. You see in this scene is where he gets this famous scar that's going down his left eye. Um, in this scene, the Lizard League shows up and those two guys that caused the scarring on Cecil's face show up. And this is when uh, Radcliffe admits to Cecil that, hey, sometimes you got to work with the bad guys mm-hmm. in order to, you know, that's the best way to do it. Cecil kills those two formerly bad guys and um, the Guardians show up and they're like, Cecil, what have you done? They imprison Cecil. Radcliffe shows up to the prison you know, looking like he does in this and says that um, I've gotten myself involved in a side project. It's taking up a lot of my time and it's entering into some gray areas I can't directly associate with the Global Defense Agency. I need to step down, distance myself, distance my project uh, and myself from the agency. You're the only one alive who can replace me. And then we, you know, Cecil goes on to become the head of the uh, Global Defense Agency uh, when Nolan shows up. That's in issue 50 of Invincible. So keep that in mind. Uh, Radcliffe was formerly the director, 
worked closely with Cecil and basically promoted Cecil up to his position when he left. So that's who Radcliffe is. The side project that he was referring to is this house, mm-hmm. which we are we, we now continue our story at. So Rex is given like uh, a mansion to live in, essentially, and he's trained. And yeah. these doctors, so I didn't know this about Rex, that he actually is given somewhat of a super serum. Yeah, I always forget that. Yeah. Like that, that it makes him tougher and stronger. And yeah. at, at one point they say that it makes him slightly impervious to his own explosions, like makes him withstand it a little bit, well, right? Well, there's, so there's a part, it's like three pages over after that gross, his oh, yeah. tendons are out. And they, so. It's very Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, and they're explaining in pictures, like what he can do. So he can charge. Any inanimate or any what is what do they say? Because this is non-animal origin, animal origin-free AOF, as we say in the pharmaceutical business. <laughs> <laughs> but I think AOF? you'll discover that AOF. plants, animal animals, and people are not affected by your charge. Your charge imbues these objects with enough energy to make them highly unstable. But this is only potential energy, and it makes a small amount of kinetic energy as a catalyst. A, a bump, a nudge, can turn it into a big bomb. Mm-hmm. So, um, which, you know, ironically, or not, it was very similar to Adam Eve, right? Okay, it is. It is very similar. But Adam Eve's origin story tells a story that then is, it makes sense. The science doesn't contradict itself. This always contradicts itself, and I don't like it. Other than him... How can he charge his his skeleton? I think that... When he said that, and that we can get to this towards the end, but I guess it doesn't matter. When he gets that in the end, I think he's charging the things in his hands. The I know that doesn't blow up the whole thing, though. You're right. He says skeleton. Yeah, he does say skeleton. It looks like his skeleton explodes. Right. I know. I know. I feel like somewhere there was an explanation, but I honestly don't but, know. But what... so then he could have easily just charged his clothes, which there was more of. He could yeah, have I charged know. that invincible's clothes. Yeah. Skeleton. Maybe it was just bad. Oh no, no. Clothes. Clothes would technically be cotton which would be plant life and organic oh i don't know we always That's talk the about only, this we yeah, always no, we'll like, get to TJ, the bottom you, of that. i feel like we have i feel like you always had an answer you because you always defended as him charging his implants not his actual skeleton no yeah i've never defended that i never thought i've never even Dude, thought so, about that so are you saying that? that that's a contradiction then i remember we came up with a legit answer for this and i can't yeah, remember, I don't remember what, it what it is either um and it and wasn't we'll even co- like an argument. It was. We'll come back to that though. I do like the scene of him blasting the robot's head off. Which do you notice that the robot's heads kind of look like his first suit? Oh, and another little. Uh, I don't think it's a robot. Those you don't think those are robots? No, he it's just a guy, straight up. It's a guy in a suit. He blew his head off. No, he did not. His head's on fire right here. Oh. I see. I see. An, an, oh, right there it is. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. Maybe those are people in suits. I thought they were robots. No, they're robots, because later on they say that they were all wiped. Anyways, mm, when this mm. guy, when he blows this one's head up, here's another little one for you, Bill. Oh, Portal. Yeah, there's a little Portal reference on that. Uh, oh, no the, shit. Those, the, the little training slide cards that he's uh, he's showing off. Fucking Ryan finding all these fucking um, things. I love this suit. Okay. So this suit is also That's what I was just about to say. to the robot. Yeah. That's why Bill said that it was... A person in there mm-hmm. yeah. um but i love that i love that it looks so similar so is- rex rex is an agent then and he's doing all of the black ops stuff for the government that like you know you'd want a secret so- soldier to do can Does i ask this- you a question 
Go ahead. What does his suit remind you of? I don't know what it reminds me of, but this whole thing, and maybe the suit too, reminds me so much of Mark Miller. Like Wanted. wanted. It feels like Wanted. Yes, dude. It fucking looks just like Wanted. If yeah. you were to go if you were to go up to someone and be like, oh, hey, what is this? Off the streets, be like, oh, is that Wanted? Yeah, it looked, I don't know if somebody off the streets would, would, would do that. That's but true, yeah. I know it, what you mean. It does feel like Wanted. Even like, there's even some like, kick-ass stuff in here there's some like it it does have that mark miller time kind of feel to it which i appreciate i think it works perfectly for for rex so also the uh wording of the crocodoom oh shit is the same as that his is not death. the exact same wording is it is i don't know it if it's the same word but it's the but same it exact font it might be like the same that. word well I'm yeah, to look it up. i wonder if um uh russ did that intentionally because yeah. Russ was the letterer for both. Yeah. And I wonder if he intentionally did that. Well, wait. This came out right after his death, right? It came out after his death, yeah. Yeah, so Russ Wooten was most likely... It's it does, it does pretty look like similar, yeah. It's red uh, eyes with the mask on So it. Russ Wooten was probably using similar sound effects and styles to, you know, to show yeah. off... Uh, um, uh, this Pers- to personalize, to personalize it, it yeah. for him. I'd love to talk to Russ Wooten. Wouldn't that be awesome to talk to him he's about? Like, so he does much. everything, and he's it's like I, every fucking comic and, book title. <laughs> and like, I feel like, and Kirkman always talks about this, like letters being t- super underappreciated for their contribution to comics and how much skill it takes and how difficult and everything. Like, it'd be really cool to talk to him. Um, so yeah, he's uh he's going around the world. Killing people, doing things. I love this one with the the baseball, um, and the guy just chucks it. Uh, and Rex is pretty. Uh, he's kind of sadistic about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's good at his job, and he knows it. He's very narcissistic. That's just him. Especially this this whole thing felt very Mark Miller to me. This whole uh, when he goes to Japan, I think it was Japan. Was it? Yeah. Welcome to Japan, Mr. Radcliffe. Uh, and it, the he just goes through killing all these people in the in the office building the the brain matter on his mm-hmm. on his on his mask charging the elevator cable and sliding yeah. away as the building explodes like like Adam Eve and seeing like her do some really cool crazy Very unique stuff ways. really smart i yeah. loved this it was so cool but yeah people's heads are blowing up like it's he's he's brutal yeah uh he goes back to Radcliffe and Radcliffe says he has a job for him and this is a big one he needs him to take out uh, not someone at the Pentagon, but the entire Pentagon. Everyone at the Pentagon. Which I wonder what the story everybody. is behind that. Do yeah. we get an answer? Is it hidden somewhere in one of these? As far as I know... They're uh, just both bad. I mean, he's right. This guy that wants him to kill someone at the Pentagon, it, he's right. He, They are bad people at the Pentagon. He says even though the director is the target, so yeah. he's going after Cecil. Mm-hmm. We know from issue 50 of uh, Secret Origin of Cecil that... Director Radcliffe was the previous director. They were close. I mean, we don't know what their beef is. Hmm. As far as I know, I don't know. But Erickson also works at the Pentagon. Yeah, but he's long dead at this point. Oh, no, actually, he'd probably be dying shortly after this. He's he's off chasing mm. Brit. Because right now, he's it's probably around this time that he was chasing Brit and died. So... Um, he runs into Eve. Yeah, he runs into Eve, who is fighting Kill Cannon, which I love his uh, nothing can kill the cannon. <laughs> Wait, no, isn't, am I mixing people up? In the next issue, they get sent after the Pentagon. Oh, no, you're right. Erickson is still alive. You're right, because he shows up still. Yeah, you're still a part of it. You're right. Right, right. that doesn't happen, that happens, like, during Invincible. That's, like... No, it happens in the the next issue that we're going to talk about. No, No, but I mean, Brit is happening during... Oh, gotcha. You think so? Yeah. 
But that's why I'm. I think maybe there might be a beef between Erickson and Radcliffe. Maybe, but he says he wants to take out the director. Yeah. Which we know is Cecil, and we know that uh, in this next issue, Rex delivers the bomb, the yeah. baseball to Cecil, and yeah. So uh, yeah, Eve shows up, and that's how that issue ends. So issue two is. Uh, I like how when she shows up though. You see, um, kill cannon first. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh shit, yeah. it's it's Adam it's coming. Just like if Doc Ock were to appear somewhere, you're like, oh shit, yeah, Spider Man's coming. <laughs> um, and they, I, I guess this is a shout out to Benito Serino or whatever, but they talk like kids. <laughs> like I noticed that they are very childish with the way they flirt and the the the, the things they say. You're a superhero? Totally am. Adam Eve at your service, citizen. Like That's they're being, they're being goofy. Like, yeah, the whole. But it's like this and the the this issue and the next issue too. Like she's very like Adam Eve, the girl supreme or something like that. Like she's very like. Yeah. Uh, what's the word? Fresh superhero. That's conceited. Like showing off. Like she's yeah. very into herself. Oh yeah. yeah. And I feel like I don't understand that yeah you know what i mean she's not like that and so rex really i mean it's a little wordy right here but but all in all what happens is he's telling her that they fight kill cannon he, which was yeah cool. they fight kill cannon which was really cool and then blows off his arm and he vomits on yeah, himself and he was like are you sure you need my help you seem kind of like a superhero too and and he was like well yeah i do he he doesn't know whether he should go through with the mission and while he's waiting to decide eve lets him stay with her because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to go back because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to do the mission. Mm-hmm. So this and reminded me going of, Going to Eve's house, sneaking in her bedroom. The second Brady Bunch movie where Greg says that he wants to have the attic bedroom but Marcia says she wants it so they put a sheet really? up and they're both getting changed. And they're peeking? And they're peeking at each other, yeah. Wait, who is doing this? Greg and Marcia. Like he's getting changed and, he, and the shadow, brother and, sister. And, then, and then he says Marsha, and she oh. goes, "Yes, Greg." Like you don't remember <laughs> really? this, the Brady Bunch movie? I don't think oh, I've seen do it. Do you remember TJ? I remember it. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> it was all so right. Fucking funny. Oh, uh, but yeah, that's what that reminded me of. All right, Easter egg time. See if you guys can find okay, it. Okay, all right. Which, which page? The next one. This one. The next one. Yep. See if you guys can find it. It's a good one. Man. Yeah, Steve Puff Mar- yeah, Marshmallow Man. Puff Marshmallow Which, Man, yeah. when was the next time we see that? TJ, you should know. In her, I, I own the page. You own the page. In uh, Tara's bedroom when she was in her nursery. Yeah, when they say that it's, uh, we should leave time Earth. Time to leave Earth, yeah. Yeah, so that stuffed animal gets passed down to baby Tara. Tara. Oh, How cool is that? Yeah, Who cool. the fuck keeps track of this stuff? I mean, we've talked about Stay Puft Marshmallow Man because I own the page. Okay, here's right, the thing, but though. how did how, they know that it was in that this? That was years yeah. later. Ryan Otley drew that years later. This isn't even Ryan Otley. That's what I'm saying. Who the fuck keeps track of all these little things? I'm gonna. We gotta ask Ryan Otley if he did that intentionally. There's no way. I'll, I'll, I'll take a picture of this one and then the page you like, have. Maybe, yeah. he, maybe he read it? I mean, he had to have read because it. Because there's also the, uh, the unicorn right next to it the unicorn's also in the page that I own yeah but it, is, it, is it that unicorn or is it a bicornoclops no that it's was, that unicorn it's that one isn't it yeah see no he did it intentionally he did it intentionally he referenced old stuffed animals that he's ha- he had or something as a kid to get How? ideas for kid stuff for I'd be, Tara I'd, now I want to go back and see like if it's all of them <laughs> Tara doesn't have a unicorn she has a bicornoclops bi- no I get Tara it. Tara does not have a bicornoclops yes she does 
Not in the page that I own. When they're gonna leave Earth and no, they're dancing in, with her and stuff like that? Maybe, but not I in the page that I million, own. In the page that you own? Not in I the page that I own. I bet you a million dollars. A million dollars? One million. You already owe me bajillion, two bajillion pizzas. Dollars. All right, here it is. No, 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 I take it back. Yeah. It is not a Bicornoclops. I know it's not. It's also not exactly the I same. I look at it every day when I but wake still, up before but I go to bed. it's still very similar. But it's a unicorn <laughs> with wings. It's like a Pegasus it with, looks, with yeah. a unicorn. Yeah, it is that. It's just a different color. Yep. Uh, it's just those two, I think. Yeah, it looks like just those two. But, dude, that is straight up. Yeah. He had to have referenced that. How cool is that? It's the coolest, Ryan. <laughs> All right. What's next? Uh, a package gets delivered to Cecil, and he's smoking a pipe, which is super weird. <laughs> which he was in um, old issues of... Shoot, what was Cecil's first appearance? Because it wasn't Invincible. Brit, Brit, right? Yeah, and he, he was had, smoking and he had a pipe. And yeah. Brit, so that we talked about it. Yeah, and that we, makes yeah, sense yeah. why he yep. would be smoking a pipe here. So there's uh, there's a little note in the baseball thing, and it, and it says, "I don't know who you are, but I just saved your life," which is so cool. So this is the moment where Rex Blood decides he's not going to work for the government anymore. He's not going to be so in that bad house. So here's one thing I wasn't super sure of. He's at the house, and he's he goes to basically leave. That's his dad. Yes. Yeah, I didn't get this either. So he sees his dad in a picture in the hall of pictures at the mansion where Radcliffe is. And it's a photo with Rex's dad and all his military buddies with director Radcliffe. Mm -hmm. And that's what tips Rex off. To what, though? And what And what does that imply? That what is, Radcliffe what are they knew in, what him? Are they, yeah, like, was his dad in on it the whole time? Why was he poor, No, I think, I think Radcliffe knew that befriended him after no he didn't befriend him he just knew that that he was hurting like and that he was a vet with with oh, no job and had a kid so then he went after that's why he, he found rex vets? and that that's what no, no no i just feel like that's how he stumbled across rex stealing food is probably because he knew well that's and, what i mean like he knew maybe that it would be an easy target yeah that's what i'm saying like maybe he he's looking for okay. somebody who would be willing to so who even is, if that's the case again what is this implying and what it's it's literally implying it's that implying like oh like he, well, he we knew don't... how to find Rex like eh, okay that's why like, it's not like, a big deal it doesn't that's really it. It I don't doesn't... think that's it I it... think it's trying to imply something else it's interesting because it doesn't really lead to anything yeah it doesn't because then they fight about the fact that he didn't blow up the Pentagon and they get in a fight we also do see Radcliffe with the Guardians of the Globe and everything here um, but yeah so he gets in a fight with Radcliffe this is the slap I was thinking of in this, this volume this is crazy Radcliffe slaps him across the face. And is grabbing him, and he's like choking him. Doesn't he like? Isn't he like threatening to kill him? Yeah. Does that look like Brittany to you? Yeah, it does. Why would she have a gun though? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it just looks similar because it was remember it's Wait. the same artist. That's Brittany, Britt, and the other brother. Holy shit! You're right. That is. It's the 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 old one that yeah. doesn't have the serum that yep. doesn't age. Yep. So there's uh, in that same picture with which again his dad, Nate drew that series, so that makes sense. Right. There's a picture of Brittany, Britt off screen, and then their brother. Um, Who was ultimately name? a villain, wasn't it? Britt or something? No. Or no? Oh, you, Ulix. Oh yeah, Ulick. Eunice. 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 Yeah, we couldn't pronounce it then yeah, either. But he, he was the one, the brother that didn't have. Bill, powers. you caught one. I caught one. You found one. I did it. You did it. I'm going to look for more pictures. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, TJ. He tries, uh, Radcliffe tries choking Rex. Rex kind of accidentally 
Right? It is an accident, right? Kind of yeah, it's an accident because he tells him to glasses. stop. He tells him to stop. He says, don't touch. He powders them up. Yeah. Yeah, he touches his glasses and then Rex goes, wait, what you, what have you, and he, um, Rex says, wait, no, don't touch, meaning his glasses, and then he stupidly touches his own glasses. Which ignites him. And, and blows, blows his, his head, head and off. hand off. Look at like his the hand, hand disintegrating. I never yeah. really noticed the hand. The bone and you see the, the bone? Yeah. Ooh. Look, at, look at the jaw. And the skull, the just the top of his skull, like, cracking. Or his neck melting. pieces. Yeah, that's pretty. Oh, yeah, his neck is melting, too. Yeah. Wow, that's just from one little pair of glasses. Yeah. Um, Rex freaks out. See, there's some robots. There, Some of them are robots. They're, yeah, but these robots. are obviously uh, robots. He, he blows up the entire mansion in what is one of the coolest looking pages. Yeah, that is a cool page. Um... And goes back to Eve's house where he breaks down, saying that he really messed up and that he blew it up and that the government's gonna be coming for them or searching through it. You and did she it. and she you freaks out because up. she's like, "The government are bad people. I trust me. I've seen. I've I've dealt with them before. You don't want the government showing up. That we have to go and figure. You know, take care of this." And we find out that the government did in fact show up. The science division of the Pentagon, Erickson and Rogers, attorneys at law. Uh. And they confirm that the DNA is Radcliffe. Radcliffe's, and which doesn't isn't really a big the other deal. Guy says right? outstanding because apparently he wanted him dead for some reason. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe you know what? Maybe uh, Cecil. That's probably what it was. Cecil was probably on to Radcliffe, knowing that oh, he was yeah. a terrorist, basically, mm-hmm. and so Cecil was trying to shut him down. So Radcliffe was probably like, okay, well, we have to stop them first, right? Yep. Which is why Erickson and Rogers are happy about the fact that Radcliffe is dead, because Radcliffe's a bad guy. Even yeah. though Erickson and Rogers are bad guys, too. Exactly. They're both bad guys, and they don't like each other. All right, final issue. This is issue three of Adam Eve Presents. Uh, Invincible Presents Adam Invincible Eve and Rex Blood. Right, yeah. uh, I didn't really fully understand this cover, by the way, until I read the back column, and I'm ashamed that I didn't understand the cover because it's a pun. Do you guys get it? Adam bomb. Yeah, because it's yeah. an Adam oh, and an, an explosion. Ex- explode, explosion. Adam. Oh. I didn't really get it, and I was like, "What is with the explosion kissing in front of the explosion?" It never made sense. Um, I do wish these covers didn't have invincible on them. I get why they did it. To sell the comic. To sell the comic. But it looks... It just looks, it looks so bad. weird in yeah. all of them. Like, it's just really random. But, again, I get it. Um, this issue starts, and Adam Eve and Rex Bloat arrive to the crime scene. I like how he's flying on, like, a one of her, like, pink discs. Yeah. That's, that's how cool. she... It's kind of like a Magneto thing, where she kind of gives him a little disc to, to float down on. I, I like, I like how... I like how Rex has handy-dandy binoculars in his pouch. Hmm. From his assassin days. Yeah. So they look. Eve sees that it is, in fact, Erickson. Freaks out. Puts Rex in a costume because she knows that uh, if they see him, then his life will be ruined. They'll hunt him forever. Mm -hmm. Um, What is is his... uh, You're not going to get it. What's that? What his costume kind of reminds me of. All right, let me look. It's at a little. It. It's a little bit of a stretch. You look at it, Bill. I will say, uh, in the back uh, sketchbook section, Nate Bellegarde said that he created the costume because he, uh, on a whim, like while he was drawing, and he was trying to make the most gaudy, like 
terrible looking costume for somebody who thinks they would be like cool with explosions like you know what i mean like so it's supposed to look bad right and corny right i don't know tj what is what is it goofy movie power line oh it does kind of look like power line, i guess the, I, I'm, I'm thinking of the glasses mainly Mm. Mm. So they, Eve says to be stealthy. Rex blows up the gate. Not stealthy. All the uh, uh, you soldiers, know, the soldiers start coming after them. Shooting. Them. They find out it's superheroes. Erickson says, "Get me my big gun." He says, uh, "If it's wearing a costume, make it bleed." Yep. And we know, like from Brit, that he's all about huge guns and getting mm. all jacked out. Um. So yeah, they're just trying to uh, protect themselves. Like the back of Rex's costume says boom on it. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, I do like the little clips. Like how on his belt are these little clips that have the boomsticks. Are we calling them boomsticks, mm-hmm. right, TJ? Boomsticks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The boomsticks that uh, he can like kind of pluck throw off and throw. Yeah. Um, and later on, you find that he has one left kind of hanging there. I uh, like that. In this, in this panel, it looks like Rex's whole goal is to turn this thing into a bomb and blow up the rest of the house and he throws it and one of the one of the soldier things flies in the way and he hits him and he's like oh man that was that was your own fault dude <laughs> like for flying in front of it yeah oh you're right because he's trying to yeah. throw it at the thing and the mm-hmm. guy flies oh yeah yeah hmm. um okay ryan what do you see in this panel it's an easter egg if you're referring to eve's butt i am referring not to an eve's easter egg but Bill, she is a teenager. What? Eh, kind of. Is she? Oh, is she pretty young in this? She's no, pretty young. No, she's a teen. She's right before this. She's teen, in high teen. school in Invincible, and this is before that. Oh, no. So. You know what? Rex's plan is the to. The damage is done. <laughs> <laughs> so Rex's plan is to. I mean, obviously, it was drawn a certain way. Yeah. Uh, Rex's plan is to destroy the house by detonating the gas line. He starts to charge it, and um, this is when Adam Eve actually gives him his name, because yeah. he tries to. Uh, they ask uh, what his name what is. his name is, and he says Rex, and she yells out, "Explode!" Because yeah, it's Rex actually Sloan. Because it's Sloan. Mm. Rex, Rex Sloan. Sloan. That's right. Uh, and Erickson says, "I'm sorry, little girl. Do I know you?" Which is a reference to the fact that he, she erased his memory of her. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. They yell at each other. Uh, a, a, there's a great cheesy line that Rex has that says, I don't need you, all I need is my girlfriend. He throws the stick down, detonates the gas line, and kisses in front of an explosion, which I guess is a callback to the cover. Erickson yells for everybody to try and salvage everything, and that's the last we see. That's the last we see of this, the antagonists in this. Um, and then we get... Uh, like the, the prelude. Yeah, it's uh, them showing up to Art's shop. And him getting a new costume, yeah. his Rex Blood costume. Which, is the panel very similar to the way Mark's costume was revealed? Hold this for a second, I'm going to grab it. Okay. I think so, in that there's someone else there, right? Ugh, his let's dad. See. Yeah, it's... Omni-Man. No, I got... Standing there. With and I think Omni-Man. it's even. And I think it's even the same in... Oh, this is... Epic. With Marky and um, Deb. Got stand out stuck in my head now. So, it is a little similar yeah. the way he's it standing it, there. Um, yeah, it always is. Look, so Art's standing there. Look at with uh, look at this this page. Ryan, 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 Ryan. Mm-hmm. This page. Them standing together. Oh, you're right. Standing together. 
him speaking. It's it's the yeah. same kind of general now, like flow. Hold of... that page. You guys talk about the next page. I'm gonna grab issue fifty one where he gets the black costume. Got myself in motion. Well, so I know yeah, you yeah, understand. Uh, Set the world in motion. Uh, or just or just sing. Yeah, you know movie. that works too. Part so of the, the standout tour of ninety four. Yes. Issue uh, 51 when Mark gets the black. So See? Oliver's. Now Oliver's yeah. the getting exact, his coat. It's, that it's is Mark similar and, to the original. No, this, yeah, yeah. Oliver getting his costume is the same as Mark yes. getting his first. Which is the same as Marky getting his costume with Deb being there with Art. Is it the same as. Yeah. Is it? Yes. It I think you're be. right. It has a, to be. A, 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 which is the same as Invincible getting <laughs> his. All right, now let's look at issue 144. <laughs> Okay, this is the stuff I love. All right, ready? Nope. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, wasted opportunity. It just shows him. It is a wasted opportunity because it's it's the yeah, same but that's kind too of. Much, I own that page. You do, but that's too much. Uh, One forty-four. They had to, they had to move it. Right. But yeah, so I knew it looked familiar in a in a sense. So no one ever goes to to his shop alone to get a costume. They always Doesn't go with like like someone that's like, I'm going to help you get your first costume. No, Bulletproof goes by himself when he goes to get the Bulletproof Bulletproof's costume. a fucking asshole. All Fuck right, all right. So it I'm ends. Eve, Thank you. Eve turns herself into her new costume, which removes this, this skirt. This is where Rex turns into a bit of an asshole. Like, he's not letting it go. He's like, whoa, Eve, this is way better than the costume you gave me. And he just keeps talking about I how... Mean, I kind of got that this whole thing. Like, he is lame. kind of a... I didn't get it. What? I never got him being You're, an asshole. You have... What's that thing where you fall in love with your captors? It's not Stockholm Syndrome. It's Stockholm Syndrome. You have Stockholm Syndrome, but for Rex Splode's narcissism. <laughs> what? Tell me how I don't he's know. a jerk just, to just you. Go, he's, he is. <laughs> I, I, I will read... Do you want me to read it verbatim? Him saying this is way better that, like... Okay... It is Art, way better. Art says, I mean, behold, the man. And he she, says, yes, it, I am the man. Man, no offense, Eve, but this is way better than that piece of crap you whipped up for me. Oh, whatever. Okay, so that's yeah, there a, is a little a bit. That's a dick thing to say, dude. There is a little bit. Piece of crap thing you whipped up for me? That's so insensitive. He's a fucking asshole. I'm glad he's dead. I'm glad. I'm glad Battle Beast is dead. Fuck Little you. fucking kitten. Couldn't even beat Thrag. He's nobody. Couldn't even he's beat Thrag. You know who could have beat him? Rex Blode. Rex Blode, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. We'll see next next round of super fight. Uh, she explains in uh, uh, to um, Rex who Erickson was in this. Uh, he Rex then ends up staying at her house for a while. And I remember uh, in an issue of Invincible when Eve's dad talks to Mark about how you know she isn't a virgin, right? And you know that you know, hey, hope you don't mind getting someone sloppy seconds, and says all this stuff to Mark. He says, you know, at one point she had a boy living in this house without us knowing, right? You know, this is what his her dad was referring to. Yeah. So Rex stays there for a while. We assume for a while. There's like a picture in the background of him like posing with the cops, arresting somebody. Um, and this is this is him eating steak that you were mentioning in the beginning, TJ. Yeah, because he wants steak every night. Mm-hmm. Um, Just like his father wanted steak mm-hmm. every night. His uh, this is when he researches his dad's uh. He finds like, you know, he can find. Are. He says, you know, he can find people on this internet thing, and <laughs> then he goes off. 
finds he's walking through the snow, finds a big mansion, looks in the window. I own this page. And <laughs> sees his dad and his mom in a in the mansion, and it's Christmas, ironically enough, because that's when they took him. So can you pull oh, up right, the yeah. uh, issue twenty five? Yeah. And he's charging a ball as in as if to kill them. And then a little boy runs into the room or a little girl, I, little I don't girl. know. Little girl. And they also they girl. also have a little uh, baby too, don't a, they? Yeah. Oh. The, so they have they have two children now. They have a little oh, they do have a baby. baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his mom's holding a baby and then another little daughter runs into the room. So Rock Rex drops the ball and walks away and Eve shows up. So what's cool is that it's the same scene only from different angles. I like that, but the mm-hmm. same. She's wearing the same stuff. Oh, oh the wow, reef. TJ, wow. And, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Only he doesn't cry. He doesn't walk away alone. He doesn't cry in in the. Uh... Well, Eve could be standing on this side of him, which she would be. Yeah. And this is after he turns away. This is right over the hill. This happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Rex drops the ball. Doesn't go through it. And Eve's like, you know, let's go find something more fun to do. Rex is like, oh, I could think of a fun thing or two that that we could do together. And it ends with them barging in, fighting the Lizard League. And uh, it kind of, like, sets up their whole dynamic. Uh, you know, time for Adam, Eve, and Rex Blow to kick some butt. And that's them going on, you know, the beginning of their relationship. We know that they go on to date. And then Rex cheats on her with... Uh, duplicate. Duplicate. Multiple duplicates. Um, and then the best part of this whole thing is this uh in the in the back of the volume now when did these show up were they in the back of they're in the back of invincible presents adam eve both issues so yeah just just the adam eve one because there's two of them and Mm -hmm. each of them were in the back of one of those issues so uh it's you know written by robert kirkman and it's one it's two pages shows uh it says why invincible isn't in this comic starring omni man uh bill you want to yeah, Describe so I'll it. just I'll just read it verbatim. So it's 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 at Mark and Nolan's house with Deb, and Mark is sitting there. He's about ten years old, and Deb says, "Oh look, Mark, your father's home early." And Mark says, "Hey, Dad, we still going to the batting cage the weekend?" He's like, "That's the plan." Did you happen to get your powers yet? Mark says, "Nope." And then Omni Man says, "Okay, I'm going to get dressed for dinner." The end. The end. <laughs> so funny. I love this. Uh, Part two. And we. This is like. Young Mark, so we're assuming this is happening well. Yeah, he's like he's, maybe well, he's like Eve twelve. Is, like yeah. well, Eve is getting her powers and meeting Rex. He was Mark is just at home. Yeah, and then the second one, uh, you know, why Invincible isn't in this comic starring Omni Man? It's Omni Man fighting a bunch of the Magmites who we always see with Doc Seismic, mm-hmm. and he's like underground and he's beating the shit out of them and getting covered in magma and he's freaking out, and he thinks to himself he's getting surrounded by Magmites and he thinks to himself, man. I hope Mark gets his power soon. The end. I feel like this, both of those were a result of, like, the answers that Kirkman gives at Comic-Cons, or, like, he, the answers that he gave when we <laughs> interviewed him, and it's just like, why didn't this happen? He was like, uh, because this, this, and this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, I think like, it's more like, something like, out there. like, if anybody, I feel like it's if anybody were to ask, like, oh, what was Mark doing all this? Like, why isn't Invincible in it? It's like, he didn't He's get his powers. Yet. Yeah. He didn't have his powers. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's a fun play on that. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of talked about it a little bit after the Adam Eve section. Uh, the Rexplode section, you still kind of agree, like, it's worth reading. It's not super necessary, but definitely worth reading for anybody that's reading Invincible. It definitely doesn't feel like Invincible, kind of like how, um, what's the, is it Guarding the Globe? Guarding that, the Globe? 
guarding the globe? Uh, yes. What are you asking? Yeah. Which felt very invincible. Like an invincible universe. Right, those. yeah. That filled an invincible void. This doesn't. This doesn't feel like invincible, but it's very good, tragic backstory. It's everything that you like to... No, Ryan, it didn't feel like invincible. No, it no, didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I partially disagree in the fact that I'd say this is just as necessary as guarding the globe. I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I yeah. didn't think that guarding... Like it's, not like, it's not like Tech Jacket or even Wolfman where it's like kind of standalone. Like, no, this is invincible. Like this I, ne- is... I never thought that... I never took it as guarding is filling a globe. Or filling... Guarding <laughs> wow. is filling a void. Guarding yeah. didn't fill a, fill a void for me. Well, but it felt like invincible. It felt, it felt like, like invincible tone, like a universe. Well, you're uh, just an asshole. That's uh, what you are. I thought Invincible Universe did more than Guarding. That's like what it was. More. That's what it was. Invincible, invincible universe, universe was the did. one that we liked more. Yeah, yeah. But mm. Guarding, I just thought was kind of boring. Mm. Mm. I really like Guarding. Uh, so it says Volume One on it. And I, they do that just kind of to cover themselves. Even Tech Jacket always said Volume One long before more Tech Vet Jacket volumes came out years later. Say, for example, we're going to get a Volume 2. Comes out next year sometime. Now, Kirkman's done. We're not getting more Invincible, but we're going to get an Invincible Presents. It's just going to be two issues, then maybe three issues, just like this one, and then they're going to be collected into a Volume 2. Two different stories or different characters or something like that. Who are some characters we want to see? Terra. I- Immortal and Duplicate. No, Terra. Marky, why? How, why the so, fuck wouldn't they do that? Well, no, I Invincible think that would be presents Marky. I think that would Marky. No, I think we see what we want to see. Yeah, like, I think those no, would be continuing. That was a stab. I disagree. I disagree. See, immortal and duplicate. Well, what would be cool is if they actually took the rest of the origins that were in twenty five, which would be immortal, duplicate would kind of be their own. Yeah. And then Monster Girl would be the other. I'd so like volume to see two would be the three presents, of them. Like, what kind of? What happened with Immortal and Duplicate during the time that we didn't see them? Oh, that Before would be cool. 144. That would be But, cool. like, after, you know... But I mean, I'd like also like them, to see, like... Them we giving got... birth to their kids and, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, getting them their costumes oh, yeah. and things like that. Yeah, that their powers. Cool. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I would want to see, similar to what they did with the issue 25 origins, was the same story, but read redoing that artwork and kind of expanding on it so like the story of duplicate and her brother and what happened and how they were separated at birth and yeah. all those kind of things and uh and then obviously more stories of immortal as abraham lincoln as all these different people hiding the fact that he has superpowers yeah because obviously while he's immortal be he had strength Abra- like, Abe lincoln uh vampire, vampire hunter that'd be cool i'd like it oh that book was so good give Ooh, me a volume so two bad. A little bit of feedback we got was uh, over on Twitter, Wyatt said that he just read this for the first time today, and I was surprised with how great it was. Really cool stuff. I could see why Rex is TJ's favorite character. True. Yep. Who True wrote that? that? Wyatt. Wyatt Lane. Mm. Uh, and then Troy, uh, who's uh, our friend from Imperial Rex, which is the YouTube show mm-hmm. that we are appearing on, the second episode of their the whole... The second one or the third? We're going to be on the third, but the second episode of their whole review, uh, like Invincible kind of discussion uh, came out just just this past week so check that out Uh, Troy says I thought this whole trade was really strong loved the backstories to both characters and loved to see Nate Bellegarde's art develop as the series continues because they were a couple years apart too so that was cool so yeah that does it Um, Bill uh, you have not seen Mission Impossible yet that's true we need to see that soon you didn't either TJ No. have you guys seen anything lately no. Um, Nothing new. Oh, that's not true. 
What'd you see? I feel like I had to have seen something. No, it's not. No, I haven't seen anything. I feel like I did too, but I can't think of what it is. I, I just, you know what? Maybe it's because Infinity War came out digitally and I bought it and I watched that again. I'm getting it Tuesday. TJ, I need to borrow tomorrow. That's a good movie fucking movie the second the, time uh, around. HD or the 4K player again. Okay. I want to watch for it in 4K. In, Infinity for War. Infinity War. I want to watch it with you then. All right, Tuesday night. Um, Bill, how's your Switch? I got a Switch recently and we've been playing. Mm-hmm. Did you play more Octopath Traveler? No, I haven't. Have you been playing anything else? Like you know you? what? It's because I started playing No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah, you've been again. playing the update. So. Haven't seen too many changes, or it's is it different? It's no different. All you can do now on on the boring planets is build boring things. Hmm. Like, it's it's crazy, because remember how the first mission started, and you have to, like, repair your ship, and then yeah. go off into space, you can do whatever? This is very structured, and it's like, okay, so you have to repair your ship, then you have to go to this distress signal, and it's someone teaching you how to use blueprints. Really? But then you have to get an element, and then you have to build a refinery, you have to refine that element twice to build this new thing to, to like, yeah, build yeah. a base. It's more RPG. Like, they're making it a little bit more... Yeah, but, like, Fallout 4 did it way better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. I still want to jump in, and we'll see what co-op looks like with that. It's kind of, like, it's kind of... It feels good to go back in if you just want to do nothing for 15 minutes. You know what I mean? And just, like, mine and stuff. Mm-hmm. But other than that... We yeah. have we have been playing... Uh, well, I've been playing uh, Mario Kart with Devin, mm-hmm. um, and that's a ton of fun. Uh, I can't wait for Smash Brothers. They announced a whole bunch of new stuff for Smash Brothers I've never today. Smash Brothers in it's my gonna life. be a lot of fun. You're gonna get it. We're gonna we're gonna have fun playing that. Uh, TJ, how's Fortnite? Have you still been, still been playing it? I still play it occasionally. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's and the very, kind of game you can't play difficult. occasionally. You have to you have to like live it so you can get better and stand a chance. Because no, you play I just that's how I play it though. Is yeah. it just occasionally? Just pop on. I mean, I mean, see I how literally see how far I can get. I will. Mm-hmm. There's this. Uh, I said this before, but there's a guy that I work with that was on it and I'm like like I know his family I know his kids and his kids are like obsessed with it Mm -hmm. like obsessed so I'll go on and I'll play with his kids and I'll play with him but other than that like I'll play a couple matches by myself and like get off yeah so Uh, before we wrap it up uh, I want to talk about Spider-Man see what you guys thought of Spider-Man before that though Cosmic Ghost Rider is awesome TJ you started or are you still waiting to read the Thanos first I so Dylan Burnett is doing Cosmic Ghost Rider, and this, he's the only reason why I want to read it because mm-hmm. I like him a lot as an artist. But I think you'll want to read it more if you read Thanos first. But I will have to read Thanos yeah. first. Because then you'll actually really like Like, it's so cool. <sighs> Sorry. Oh. Just something that's... Did you guys ever watch Ozark? No, I've heard good Season the... 2 comes out this month. Really? I watched yes. the first episode of the first season, and it was okay. It, oh, you're... It didn't, Shut uh, up. It didn't intrigue me to keep continue, but that doesn't mean I won't. Yeah. I might... Like if I'll watch I'm bored it. I heard such good things on. about it. Have you guys watched any Orange? Yeah, we finished it. Did you? I have not. I, haven't I keep watched. forgetting it even exists. Yeah, I, I, I haven't. I'm like it, three seasons behind. The yeah. previous season was my favorite season of the entire show. This season was one of my least favorites by far, except for the last like two episodes. Hmm. The rest was just not good. Bill, uh, talk about Stellar. Stellar. I don't think the you comic? talked about it. Yeah, you read the first issue. I think we talked about we, it. We said we yeah. didn't care for it. Right. Yeah. Did that you not care it. for it either? Not really. Yeah. I, I, it ended super random. Uh, the second issue came out. Didn't read it. I didn't read it either. I don't know it if I will. It we'll didn't see. capture me, unfortunately. Um, what do you think? Did uh, you, uh, I was going to say, you need to catch up on Saga, TJ. Because yeah. the last issue of Saga that came out, Bill and I can't talk about right now, but it was incredible, and now they're taking a year break. Yep. It was really, really good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Where am I going to be in a year? Who knows? Who what knows? What if the world ends and we will never know how Saga ends? <sighs> yeah. It's possible. I think about that sometimes. I think about if I lose my sight before, like, I see the next Batman or movie before, and I can like, never fucking see it. the Invincible animated series. Oh. What if you went blind? That's how it feels. Saga, yeah. you're pushing this thing out a year. Oh. I could, who knows where I'll be. Who knows? Be. TJ, what were you about to say, though? Hmm? I don't remember. Okay, then Spider-Man. We didn't read Spider-Man. You guys didn't read the third we didn't issue. Read the third issue. Get, then I didn't read the about, second issue. You didn't read the second issue? You didn't? There's a second issue? There's three issues out. They're bi- it it's bi-weekly. bi-weekly. Oh. Even even if it came out monthly, you should have read more than one issue by now. <laughs> right, but it's like I I got it originally because it was Ryan Otley's yeah. triumphant return and stuff. So like that. So it didn't really so hook not, you that much. No, it's still Marvel. It still feels like you know, a, a still, Spider-Man like yeah, Marvel. Yeah. yeah, I'm enjoying it. Did you like the second issue, TJ? Not really. No. <gasps> Love is art. But crazy about it. I don't. don't You're gonna read the third one. It's the third one. It's a lot. First of all, it's. I feel like I don't know if it's a lot. I didn't actually like count the pages or anything. I don't know if it's more than your typical comic. But it felt like I was reading it forever, and I was just like, "Oh, there's more. There's more." I. I mean, I. uh, I'm gonna continue to read it because I want to support Otley, and I hope that it gets better. Mm -hmm. But it's just, I I don't know. Like, I can't even say that it's franchise because Batman is so good. It's so good. But you've also been reading that forever. Yeah, You're jumping in in the beginning. Bad, there's, I've read some bad Batman. <laughs> well, like, yeah, fucking yeah. Zen Air. Zen and R. Fucking the yeah. Rest in Peace Batman was oh, yeah, fucking was atrocious. Yeah, that was bad. Um, <laughs> I own a page from that. I know that <laughs> the second uh, the second issue of Hotly uh, Spider-Man ended in a kind of questionable direction. I wasn't sure where it was going to go. I'm happy with the third issue though. It was it was okay. a cool way. You'll I, see. It. I, I gotta You'll read see. the third one. It just came out today, right? Yeah, I want I want to know what yeah. you think. Let me know. All right, so that does it for us. Uh, make sure you listen to the Oblivion Song podcast. Uh, that'll be live today. Also out today. It's and, out right and now. It's a Go great, get it. It's a great time to catch up because it is one whole trade, one whole story arc. You can read it all right now. And now we can finally open up. Uh, and we can open up everything. Yeah. Oh, I have it right here. I haven't looked at it yet. Uh, we also have. You can also find us on Twitter. Find us on uh, Facebook. Find us on YouTube. You can email us if you want to be a part of the show. Send us your thoughts. Anything you want to say. Um, show ideas, comments, concerns, questions, anything. What? Th- this also. is pretty cool. So on Twitter, Drake Bell oh, asked yeah. if asked if he wanted well, anyone to do. I was, so I was scrolling through Twitter. This is what happened. I was scrolling through Twitter. Drake Bell, I follow him because he's, he's very—he's an Invincible fan. He and wants so to play Mark Grayson in the movie. So anyone that's an Invincible fan, I'll follow Invincible fans. I like to see that. And when the movie was announced, he threw his name out there, and he was like, "Yeah, I want to play play him." And Boss Logic on Twitter created a artwork of him as Invincible and all this stuff. So, anyways, I was scrolling through, and I see a video from Drake Bell, and I notice in the background, I was like, "Ah, there's an Invincible behind him." And so, because I just catch little things like that, mm-hmm. yeah, an Invincible figure. And so I replied to that being like, I spy an invincible figure in the background there. And then he responded to us saying... In a video. In a video saying like... Uh, uh, he said, yeah, that yeah, is an invincible figure. Is. And there's an invincible uh, figure. Yeah. And all this is invincible <laughs> stuff. And he went over to his... He's like bookshelf of bookshelf, all this stuff. And there has every trade paperback. He has the hero clicks. He has the hero clicks. Yep. He has the, the all yep. the trade paperbacks, the hard covers. He has... It's cool. T- like... Uh, all the figures, all so, the action figures. So here's what I want to propose, because I would love to have Drake Bell. I loved Drake so Bell. We can go, he, I watched Drake and Josh. So here's what's funny. Religiously. Bill, you know young Drake Bell. Right. TJ, you know more adult Drake Bell. Yep. I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> I know Invincible right, fan so Drake here's, Bell. So here's what we want to do. Here's what I want to do. 
I want a champion to get Drake Bell on the show. Somebody even replied to us saying like, oh shit, is Drake Bell coming on the show? Right, I, I think that would be amazing. So if anybody has is is listening and he's a follower, maybe private message him and maybe, see if uh, he'll, he'll join Maybe the after podcast. this episode goes live, maybe Friday afternoon or Saturday or something, I'll tweet out a message and everybody can retweet it and like mm-hmm. it and everything like that. Maybe get a little attention We could to start it. The, the, like, just to get him in the movie or on the show. I mean, just showing up. I mean, the fact that he voiced Ultimate Spider-Man. Now, that I watched. Yeah. So, I know Drake Bell from that. I, think I know could, Spider-Man Drake Bell. Like, I the would fact be happy that he's a voice actor for a superhero animated series mm-hmm. and an Invincible fan, like, that'd be cool on, if he made not? an appearance, even. Not even an appearance. Even I mean, if, okay, so... Even if he can't be a main character. Like, come on. Ideally, Drake Bell, I think, will be a voice on the animated series as think so? somebody. I agree. Like, I agree. They'd be, I That's mean, like saying been, Phil Lamar will because he's a fan and he he he's yeah, a voice actor. He will. Like yeah. I mean, if okay. voice Lamar wants to voice something, fuck you. You're gonna put him on yeah. something. Like especially if you need a black man voiced. It doesn't matter what you need voiced. He can do everything. Yeah, he's a a Japanese man and he voiced him for years. He's not yeah. a Japanese no, man. He, he voiced Samurai Jack, a white, oh, right. a white Japanese guy. Right. You know who Phil Lamar is, right? Yeah, I know. I'm saying he's from Mad TV. He's yeah, I know. Oh, okay. Futurama. I'm saying he's a black yeah. man who voiced a Japanese guy. Like yeah. he can, no, he he can, can right. voice anything. In a in right. a in a Skybound thing, he talks about how he would want to voice the immortal and does a quick little immortal thing. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. So he'll be on it. it I think that it would be cool. We'll, I think that Drake we'll, Bell will be be a we'll, voice of somebody, we'll, and I I think that Greg Miller will be a voice of neat. someone. That'll be like a a passer, yeah, like a, a little, quick thing. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think maybe we'll reach out to Drake Bell see if he he'd want to come on the show and be like, be a guest, talk to us. Uh, but that does it. Like I said, if you wanted to email us, our email is theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me, Bill and TJ. It's so hot in here. It's so hot in here, as always. Bye. Bye. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.
Test. One, two, three. Test. Uh, this is going to be an actual audio test. I'm going to be talking right about here. Hello and welcome <laughs> to the Invincible Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Invincible Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan. TJ, say and something. This is TJ. Oh, hello, it's TJ. Bill, how are you doing? Oh, it's Bill. And let's and see. And here. Here, here, here. 